The truth is, it's time for a wake and bake. The truth is, um, I don't got nothing much. Well, I do got a lot to say. When it's all said and done, said I'm gonna smoke with you. <laughs> when you make with be Ooh, yeah. So is it White Wednesday? What is that? Like, I don't know if it's Black Friday. <laughs> and then Thursday is uh, Indigenous Thursday. Is it White Wednesday? Is it Whitewash Wednesday? No. Should we watch all the movies and, and films today dedicated to whitewashing? Uh, well, just whitewashing in general. Should we watch The Help? <laughs> Should we watch... Uh, uh, oh, what's another good whitewash? I almost thought you were serious. We watched oh, the Changeling. Some holiday Andrew, I didn't know uh-huh. it was. What? No, White Wednesday? No. Honey's girl. Good morning. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Good morning. Is it so? It's not White Wednesday. It can't be White Wednesday. We can't. We can't dedicate today to the whitewashing of of stories. No. <laughs> What's another good whitewash story? We can't watch the Last Samurai today. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? What's up? Pocahontas. <laughs> oh, Pocahontas. Too far. <laughs> Let's go. Whitewash Wednesday. It's how you started. That's how you started. <laughs> that's how I'm starting. That's how I I'm starting. We will be more. Yeah. I thought you were supposed to clean it up. <laughs> clean what up? Oh, we tell my white folks, right? We tell my white folks. It's always okay to clown white folks. I mean, <laughs> oh, uh, 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 honey's girl. She says, any Scarlett Johansson movie, that's whitewash. Right. Man, that's West Facts. Ain't want Scarlett Johansson to be black so bad. God damn. <laughs> don't want her to be anything but white. Right. Maybe she don't want to be white. <laughs> right. <laughs> um... We gotta figure out what we're gonna do. About? About going to see my mom. What we gonna do? It's it's the day before Thanksgiving. We can't cancel. <laughs> it's uh we looking at we thirty six hours from dinner right now. A little less. About thirty hours from dinner right now. When we gonna go? Like eight o'clock. <laughs> it's already too late. It's too late. We should have been there. It's already too late. We should be here already. Anyway, good morning, y'all. Make sure y'all say good morning to the lady of the house. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Uh, Sophia. Good morning. Um, <clears throat> oh, yesterday's uh, yesterday's conversation was I thought spicy. it was, I thought it was great. It was, it was a little spicy. <laughs> you know, I thought it was great. Um, tiptoeing in your Jordans. Ooh, tip, <laughs> tiptoeing in my Jordans. <laughs> Did you just make up an idiom? No, <laughs> you don't remember that song? No. <laughs> no. Tiptoeing in my Jordans. Yes. That song? Yes. <laughs> yes. Ah, that was Yes. Yo, that made me think of my favorite freestyle of all time is Riff Raff on Sway in the Morning. Riff Raff's freestyle on Sway in the Morning is Yo. great. <laughs> um, Almost as good as, um, uh, what is it? 
Wishing nigga would. Oh, uh, <laughs> Lil yeah. I'm in the hood. Wishing nigga would. <laughs> Brought your girl out, had them things looking good. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, I thought yesterday's episode was pretty great. Uh, uh, somebody reminded me yesterday that uh, this show is complicated. Yeah. Yeah, man. This show is not for the little punk ass niggas who are just gonna take sound bites. Not Although I gotta take the sound bites and put them up on reels. I appreciate your support. That seems to be. You need sound bites is getting like thousands of views. That's that's what they promoted. Instagram. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Maybe that's what the it algorithm. is. Algorithm. Algorithm is so. Oh. Reels. Yeah. So now I see why visual artists are got attitude. Yeah. Got yeah. it. Got it. Good morning, y'all. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, these little reels is um. These reels are, are taking me by surprise. I'm not gonna lie. So we're gonna keep. I said on my Twitter yesterday we're gonna flood the reels market, and we are. We're gonna do that because it seems to be that you know people don't want to maybe not truly engage all the time every morning, which is fine. Uh, and people don't. I'm looking at the podcast that people don't like listen to a whole 45 minute situation. Although you listen to Joe Budden for three hours, that escapes me. Mm-mm. The fuck Joe Budden got to say. Anyway. Good morning, y'all. Uh, I wanted to yesterday's conversation about uh, biracial, uh, the biracial perspective of blackness did get. It got a little, you know, what I'm saying, it got a little touchy. We was definitely tiptoeing and tiptoeing in a Jordans yesterday, <laughs> uh, and so I wanted I wanted to take a couple of seconds just to reiterate some of the major points. Um. One of the major points from yesterday I want people to remember is that biracial people are still black. Yeah. And the conversation that I was having yesterday was inside the house of blackness. How do we then conceptualize, quantify, and qualify, not validate, because it's already validated, the perspective of our biracial compadres. Okay. Um... And nobody complained. I'm not. Nobody complained. Nobody jumped on my on my DMs. It was like, oh my god, they, you you hate the biracial community? No, because I don't even think I said anything truly hateful yesterday. Um, but I just wanted to take a second to just reset to the people who were thinking about, oh man, that nigga beat yesterday was wild, and not calling calling light not light skinned folks. Oh, Freudian slip. Calling uh, calling biracial people not black. Black people. Biracial people are black. Uh, and as I said at the end of the episode, in case you logged off earlier, it's not so much, um, it's not so much that uh, I'm jealous or envious of the biracial community and the success that they are having in public. Uh, it is more so that when we when we think about blackness and we remember blackness, uh, a huge part of our history is is dominated by our disenfranchisement, our physical oppression, and our, our, our literal bondage. Um, and so I, I, as we, sometimes, that's what I said to Lady House as we got off, we got off yesterday, sometimes I feel like what happens with the word black is that we throw so many oppressed people into this conversation of blackness that everybody's oppression, everybody's solution to oppression just becomes general equality, equity, and inclusion and diversity, right? Yeah. That seems like, so when we're talking about the the immigrant 
the immigrant perspective, when we're talking about the biracial perspective, when we're talking about the American the descendant of slavery perspective, we're talking about the West Indian perspective, we're talking about the, the Native American perspective, and we're talking about all these perspectives, I feel like all of them get all thrown into this big pile of black and nobody's nuance perspective is really considered when we're trying to eradicate oppression. Therefore, it is a different vis-a-vis, it is a different answer to black women's oppression than it is to uh, immigrant oppression. Black women's oppression is more directly tied to safety and protection within our community and and respect from an outside and inside perspective on the contributions that black women make to culture, life, and society. Uh, and then on the other side, when we're talking about immigrant perspective, we could be talking about a completely governmental process that needs to be improved, right? Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or cultural systemic changes that need to happen in order for these individuals all to be considered equal amongst uh, those who are, you know, black. So yesterday in the conversation and trying and trying to describe the biracial experience, I kept using black as a as a description of our race, but also using black uh, as a description of our oppression. Excuse me. And I feel like that's the trick. The trick is if everybody is everybody of this hue is experiencing the same thing, then let's just solve this one thing. Mm-hmm. And we've never truly absolved what the true sins or the true or the true problems of the situation are, which is slavery. Right. Which is why yesterday when you asked me, when we the the, the burning quote question for the roach yesterday was okay, uh, if Stacey Abrams becomes president, then what does the NAACP call her? And I said it'd be a punk-ass move not to say that Stacey Stacey Abrams is the first descendant of slavery to be the president of the United States. Because I feel like that perspective needs to be honored and eradicated, and still, the price of slavery is unpaid. The invoice is still uh, out. The check is not processing. The check is not in the mail. The labor is still free. Um, So, you know. Let's not forget until we get justice for all, there's justice for nobody. And that includes the descendants of slavery and not just the successful branches of those um, descendants of slavery. Mm-hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. Okay. Good morning, y'all. We got some good questions. Jennifer is on here. <laughs> I don't know why I said it like <laughs> I don't that. Know. Uh, Jen from the block. Uh, still in Philly, I hope. Mr. Backpack Mac, what's up, baby? Wave, what's up, baby? Candace, what's up, baby? Uh, what is your first name? I see Neil Rashard. Is it Natalie? Not Natalie. Oh, my goodness. Don't break me in half. Don't break me in half. I remember you were a volunteer coordinator for the Funk Parade, though. And you're tall. <laughs> and you're dark-skinned and lovely. That's what I remember. Um, good morning, y'all. Good morning, Waves. Good morning, everybody. This morning, I want to continue some conversations. Oh, a couple things. I, some real quick things. Uh, yesterday, the um, uh, yesterday, I want. I don't know if this is a today conversation, but I want to talk about the Chappelle, the Chappelle situation. Yesterday, Chappelle dropped a special on Instagram, basically oh. saying, um, basically saying that. The Chappelle Show, he found out The Chappelle Show was going to be on HBO Max and uh, Netflix the day of Saturday Night Live. 
right? I, mean, I knew before Dave Chappelle. He didn't know, but I knew. And he wasn't getting any royalties. He wasn't getting any money from the restreaming of that situation. Mm. And he said, during, he said that during Saturday Night Live, but I guess niggas thought he was joking because, you know, yeah. he's a comedian. Uh, but no, he's not. He, he's not getting paid in royalties. And then on on his special, he actually breaks down his contract and it talks about how, because I've studied contracts, he signed a contract saying that he was licensing his property in perpetuity for universally for eons, basically. Uh, so he signed the contract and he admits that he signed a contract that if he, they sold his rights, he wouldn't receive royalties for it. Oh, but as wow. long as it was at Viacom, CBS. Boom, boom, boom. So then, huh? They sold it to HBO. They sold it to, they sold it to AWS and HBO. Oh, okay. Um, So that means Netflix and and HBO has it. And the ironic part about HBO having it is that he first pitched the Chappelle show to HBO and they told him they didn't need him. And now they're using his content to bolster their platform. HBO is now up to, I think. 188 million and subscribers over a year. Paid. He's and I, I well, he didn't specifically say he wasn't getting paid for HBO Max, so he might have worked that out. Oh. But he didn't say he was getting paid for Netflix. And and I wanna I wanna I wanna celebrate that because I appreciate him doing that. But I also want to put that in a little bit of contact context. I'm quite sure that Dave Chappelle has a partnership with. Um. Netflix for the distribution of his content in the last four specials that got they gained him Grammys and a and a second wave of his career, right? Okay. Um I'm pretty sure that the new wave of the new wave of content production, especially from Dave Chappelle, who is constantly branding himself, is to enter into partnerships of licensing material rather than just straight up selling your material to somebody, right? Uh, y'all would know this through the Beyonce strategy. Uh, Beyonce, instead of taking that, I think it was like two million from HBO to do Homecoming, she produced it on her own and then sold it to Netflix for like what ten million or some shit like that, and then end up getting a, another HBO special anyway, like another twenty million or some shit like that. So I believe that's the new wave as it per- as it pertains to geniuses making genius genius level content. With that being said. I want you to know there is a there is a there is a huge difference between Dave Chappelle saying he wants his he wants his royalties for a particular situation or he wants his property not to be shown on the platform that he is partnered with mm-hmm. versus your press the capture for me, Bucks sweetheart, versus your average musician who has signed bad contracts, doesn't do their own production, and then ends up in these very bad deals. I'm still here, you don't go nowhere. I'm bright. Turn me down. Um, so there, there's a big difference in there and, uh, the difference is ownership. Um, I, I, I am going to do my best part to actually push that narrative to make sure that we, to, that people are owning their own content and then license it out from that way. But I don't want the, I don't want the record label conversation, uh, uh, objective from this conversation to be like, oh, artists can demand their things back if they, if they, uh, if they just if they fight for it, that's not. I don't think that's the lesson here, folks. I think the lesson here is own your shit, yeah. continue to be successful, and if you don't like something, then you got power to do something about it. Right. Think about it. If Netflix keeps on the Chappelle show while being partnered with Chappelle to create more content, Chappelle could just simply say, "Nah, I'm good." Right. That's two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred billion. That's millions of dollars outside out of. 
their pocket without Dave Chappelle saying a word. Then Dave Chappelle doubles down and says, all right, don't fuck with Netflix. That's not going to have the same effect that Monique had. Y'all don't respect, y'all don't respect Monique. I do. Although I didn't stop watching Netflix. Uh, but <laughs> so I guess I'm calling me out too. But that's going to have a different. It's going to have a different impact when two hundred million dollar Dave says don't watch Netflix versus uh, five hundred thousand dollar Monique says don't watch Netflix. Just think about that. Netflix really didn't have a choice, and I find it interesting that HBO Max still got that shit up because they don't give a fuck. <laughs> they don't care. I don't care. I need that content, baby. They don't care. Uh, so on your shit. That's the lesson for the day. I remember when we was first starting. Who we be mo? Oh yeah. I encourage everybody to say out loud that they are a business because EINs are free. I mean, in America, you can be a business and an individual at the same time. You know that's how white folks keep this money. Right. You know how you don't pay uh how you don't pay income tax? Don't make an income. Mm-hmm. You know how you don't make an income? Have your business make your money <laughs> and buy everything and operate through your businesses. And your businesses don't necessarily have to be, oh, I'm selling soap. Your business could be, oh, I'm providing a morning, um, a morning show every morning. Boom. Um, that's right, Candace. He said, he said, don't watch me, not don't watch uh, Netflix. But imagine if he had. Imagine if he had. Netflix didn't have no choice. Anyway, I don't want to get stuck on that too long, because I I I I love I love Dave Chappelle and I love that story, um, and his success. I, again, I think his success is a is a example of ownership. Ownership, my niggas. Where my woman cup at? Talk to the people, sweetheart. I'm uh, it's kind of different, but kind of in the same vein. The the Shonda Rhimes situation. What? She left ABC for Netflix, but it's partially because when she went to Disney with her family, they only gave her one pass or whatever. Like, she went with her sister, right? What? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I hope that black people start doing more petty shit like that because yeah. we deserve respect. The one thing he, Dave Chappelle said in his last, was it his last special? I think was, I think it was his last special was that, uh... He encouraged. Oh, it was on the um, the Saturday Night Live uh, monologue. Dave Chappelle said there should be if you're white, you should do random acts of kindness for black folks, just yeah. randomly. Yeah. Just randomly. At the same time, black folks should be allowed to do random acts of pettiness, like oh, oh yeah. you only got me, you only got oh, me wait. one pass oh, to the Disney World. It's oh, not, it's not oh, even that. Drop my contract. It's not yeah. even that. She called a high-ranking executive at mm-hmm. ABC, and then they told her, "Don't you have enough?" Yeah. Not don't you have enough? Yeah. <laughs> so um, she hung up and called her lawyer and said she was moving to Netflix. Honey's girls. It's uh, it was because they were talking. She didn't ask her. Didn't she have enough passes? Yeah, she never. Yeah, didn't she have enough money for the pass? That's what I was just saying. Mm. Yeah. But you want me to buy this? When she's been making shows for them for fifteen years. Please, please, we gonna get we gonna get our respect. Yeah, go on, get up out of there, sweetheart. Go on, get up out of there. All right, what else we got? Oh. Excuse me. Here's something I saw was interesting. Read this tweet out loud. For, read this out loud for me, sweetheart. Ooh. To the Grammys, what does that say? I am flattered to be acknowledged and appreciated for my artistry. I am very meticulous and intentional about my music. But that being said, I set out to make an R&B album. Changes was and is an R&B album. 
It is not being acknowledged as an R&B album, which is very strange to me. I grew up admiring R&B music and wished to make a project that would embody that sound. For this not to be put into that category feels weird considering from the chorus to the melodies to the vocal style all the way down to the hip-hop drums that were chosen, it is undeniably, unmistakably an R&B album. To be clear, I absolutely love pop music. It just wasn't what I set out to make this time around. My gratitude for feeling respected for my work remains, and I am honored to be nominated either way. And then the, the caption says, please don't mistake this as me being ungrateful. These are just my thoughts. Take them or leave them. Thank you to the people who fought for me to even have any noms. Hmm. That's from Justin Bieber. That's Justin Bieber, by the way. Yeah. It's Justin Bieber talking about his pop nominations and his lack of nominations um, in the arm, his pop nominations during the Grammys, which we don't really fuck with, but I just find it interesting as it comes to the categorization of music versus his lack of R&B nominations. Mm-hmm. So, hmm, I think I think Justin Bieber has stumbled upon an issue that I really want to scream out. I, I really want people to pay more attention to. Is pop, isn't pop just watered down R&B? And sometimes not even watered down. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine brought this up to me. Um, My man Zeppelin, who is a producer at the radio show, he runs the Amped DMV and the Elevate channels. You know, these people with the green screens. Not my flavor, but still a great, still a great product. Um... We're having this conversation. He asked me to re-examine the definition of pop music and think about, put, put myself in a hypothetical situation where some of our largest, biggest, our black artists, like, um, like, your, like your Cardi B's and your Meg Thee Stallions, how come those individuals aren't designated as pop artists? Also, before we even go there, I did find it interesting that the R&B category of this year's Grammy was all male dominated. Interesting. Hmm. No Tiana Taylors. Not uh, even a Kalani. No Arnie's. Or... No Kalani's. No Ari's. Damn. None of them. Nobody. So we're gonna we gonna well we're gonna drag the Grammys anyway. Um, but I think Justin Bieber has a point. The there's two questions here. I feel like they're on the same they're on the same side of the coin. Can Cardi B make a pop album? Can Justin Bieber make an R&B album? Yes. Then how come they aren't recognized as so? I don't know. Let's just take let's take let's take away for a second the fact that it's Justin Justin Bieber. Let's just take for a second that an artist made an album in the way he described described it as R&B, said it was R&B. But somebody still categorized it as pop. Why would they do that? Isn't pop just short for popular? Absolutely. Is my battery dying or I tripping? No. Uh, isn't pop just short for popular? Absolutely. Is R and B race? Is R and B race uh, 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 specific? I'm. That confuses me a little bit. That is weird. It's weird that um, what was it at, at our we were at a we were at an event not too long ago and somebody was playing this clearly R and B song and I was dancing to it and they started giggling because it's like oh you dancing to you dancing to what's her name 
Ariana Grande, and I was like, this is this is R and B. Like you and you laughing at me for listening to you laughing at me because you like watered down black music. Like what's up? Come on. I often want to do. I want to do something. I want to. I want to put this theory into practice. I wonder what happened if you would like take this watered down R and B pop music and put some water on it. It would be R and B. What would it sound like? R and B. Would it be good though? Depends on who it's coming from. Because mm. I'm even thinking about white. Um, I think she's considered pop, like Jessie J. You know Jessie J. Really? I'm yeah, but she definitely has a like a R and B voice. Yeah. Very soulful. Right, right. My mama called me, y'all. She gonna whoop your ass. Yeah, whoop my. Ass. I should answer the phone. Tell her she on the show. Nah, do it. Ah, I missed the call. I'm gonna call her back. But yeah, uh, to the point of Justin Bieber, I think I just find it be a, it's an interesting point to me. It's an interesting point. Good morning. You on the show? Uh, You're on the show. I'm on the oh the um yeah the show. The show show. Yeah, you on speakerphone? You on the show? Good morning. Oh, what are we talking about this morning? Uh, this morning. Well, we just finished talking about uh, a conversation that Justin Bieber brought up about. He said that Justin Bieber, you know, a uh, young white dude. He said that oh, he. Sorry. He <laughs> said that he made he had all intentions to create an R&B album. He used R&B artists, he used R&B topics, he used R&B mechanics musically, sonically, but the Grammys only nominated him and that album for pop awards. Why? Mm. Well, you know, because wasn't it a few months ago that he apologized or at least acknowledged or recognized, right? Right. That he had been borrowing, I would say stealing, from black culture. His right. His movements, his voice, his everything. And so he puts out this album. Interesting. So do you think it's, it is, if it were, because that he had been, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Appropriating? Stealing? Well, yeah, I know he appropriated, but I mean, because his, um, well, that's a given. Most of them do. Most of them do that. Um, we get no recognition, but that, I would, I would imagine that's another show. Um, because he, because his, uh, maybe stereotype, is that the word I'm looking for? Yeah. And he had popped, and that's the assumption about the music. So is it about the artist, or is it about the the music like I know Justin Bieber this way so therefore he is and I don't imagine just, That's a good just point. Justin Bieber this way so therefore he can't be R&B because I don't see him this he way can't be R&B, do you right? think that's because he's white do you think that oh, R&B yeah. is oh what'd you say say it again yeah. oh, okay okay <laughs> okay 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 so then we ask so then we ask you this then do you think Cardi B could make a pop album Right. Why not? No. If Justin Bieber can make an R and B album considered pop, go ahead. Two questions. Uh Do I think that? Do I think that? 
I think the question for me, do I, I'm hearing the question, do I, would, would others acknowledge her as a pop artist if right. she made a pop album? Right. Could she make a pop album? Absolutely. Because I don't know if you remember this, I think Lionel Richie made a country album. <laughs> I didn't know that, but thank you. No, 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 no. I think it's Ray Charles. I'm sorry. Ray Charles did make a country album. Yeah, yeah. Ray Charles made a country album. Mm-hmm. And I think Ray Charles got acknowledged right. for making that country album. And, I mean, you, you guys will do your research on whether or not others acknowledged him for the success of that country album. Interesting. And Ray Charles was a black man. But Ray Charles would also say that he always enjoyed country music. And I think when he in his early, early career, he actually played with a country band. Right. So there may have been some authenticity that individuals would connect him with country music. Um, do I think Cardi B could make, I mean, could she make one? But I think the real question for me... Would Will she be recognized? Or acknowledged and right. recognize her? as a pop artist. Right. Okay, last question before I let you go, and I'm going to call you back after the show. Last question before I let you go. Okay, it, we just talked about Thanksgiving. You did not call your mother. Hello, people. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. <laughs> we talked about that early on the show. We try to figure out when the best time to come. We all ready to go. Um, oh, well, that's all I wanted to know to do today. I'm, I'm probably, I apologize. My apologize. I'm, I'm going to... Do you want to talk about it now or can we talk about it after the show? This is what he talked to. This is what he does to his mommy. Oh my mm-hmm. god! Okay, so then my last question is: Is there an advantage, or not? Is there? Because there is. What is the advantage of being recognized as a pop artist over being spe- uh, specified to just R and B? So here's my issue. Hit me. Here's my issue with that. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a Beyonce fan. I, th- I do think her her most recent music, well, not The King, but some of her most recent music, like with Lemonade, that I, I could get down with. But here's what I think happens to black artists, okay. right? Hit is me. that there is a proving that one will have to do, mm-hmm. right? That I am worthy, and can I cross over? Can I cross appeal to multiple Can I appeal to multiple people? Right. Before I really do the music I want to do. And not only is that with musicians, I think that is with actors. I think that is across the board when we start thinking about who we are as a people, how we have to, how we black people, black and brown people absolutely have to come into these environments and begin to assimilate into cultures, or at least appeal to, before you can be recognized for who you are right. and what you can bring to the table, right? And I, you know, people will say, "I busted my butt. I did this. I did this. I did everything that they asked me to do before I could do what I wanted to do." Right. So do I? I don't know why we. I don't know why that would be the goal. I don't understand why it would be the goal to be a pop artist versus. I want to be the type of artist I need to be. I understand that sometimes in this process, depending on what you want, if you want to be the popular artist, some people will, well, you know this better than I do. Yeah. Some people will, I'll say, have compromise in quotes. Some people will compromise, right? Right. So that they can appeal. So ultimately they can get to where they want. Right. Other artists, like an India RE, I'm not going to compromise. Right. I'm just going to be this the artist I'm going to be. Right. This is my this is my art. 
I am. It's almost asking, you know, an artist to change their methodology, right? Right. This is this is what this is who I am. This is how I deliver this. This is what I do. Meet me where I am. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And is there an audience for that? And I just think these industries oftentimes see what is the dominant artist. I mean, right. What is the dominant our um, audience for this, right? Right. These little young white girls, that's why you get these little boy bands and these little, you know, they come up and Absolutely. they bring up and they go Absolutely. 50 million different ways. What is it in the moment that begins to draw people in? Because what is it about? Almighty dollar. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you see it run you see it runs in the family. We just break out in the song. All right. Well, thank you. I'm, we are probably going to um we probably going to get on the road. It's going to be late tonight or early tomorrow morning. To be honest with you. It's either that or we leave at four o'clock and still get there late tonight or early tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I was thinking about that. That's going to be crazy if you're coming up through New York. Yeah. So why don't you guys do like you did like three, two o'clock in the morning or something yeah. like that? Yeah, we probably have to do that. All right. We probably have to do that. All right, Ma, thank you for joining. Who ain't me with me more? Yeah. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> Y'all, that was my mama, y'all. That was my mama, y'all. So we leave, I guess we're leaving at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Damn! Well, I mean, we'd be asleep by like 7 anyway. We'd be asleep by 7, so we just had to be intentional about waking up. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. My mom makes a good point, though. Like, why would the goal, if the question is, what would happen if you switched R&B and pop success, then why would the goal be to be pop? Just commercial success, really. Do you want that? I think that's what she was asking. Yeah. Like, do you really, do you really it want that? Your goals do you want to be a journalist? Do you want to be Kevin Hart? Do you want to be mid? Yeah. So everybody can, because everybody can smoke you, right? Or you want to be gas? Come on now, right? right. Wait, wait, will you be more gas? <laughs> There's something I did want to talk about before this week was out. <laughs> it's been on here since Tuesday. I don't know. Well, if we're leaving at two o'clock in the morning, we're not gonna see y'all tomorrow. Right? Damn. And I really, I wanted y'all, this is what I wanted y'all to do. I wanted y'all to walk into y'all family kitchen tomorrow morning at 8 ish in the morning and just let them hear my voice. Wake up, I will be Hot Topics. Why would you be singing an octave up? Uh, two know. octaves up. I don't know. So I could be louder. <laughs> <laughs> you got to swath in your voice so people can hear you. So you got to be mid. I don't know why you got to, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's my bad. That's my my <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I went that high. Um. Yeah, but I don't know if we'll be able to do that. So make sure y'all just play the pot the, the podcast episodes. Maybe we'll do. Maybe we come back on Friday. Maybe we we'll do a special episode Saturday. Yeah, maybe a special episode of Bacon Bacon Bimo on Saturday to make up for tomorrow. I apologize because you know we're gonna be on the road. Looks like. Um. There is one more thing I wanted to talk about before this before this week was over. I wanted to talk about Fresh Prince reunion. Okay. Uh, specifically, I wanted to talk about Will Smith. Okay. So I don't know. I don't feel like I want to reset the whole story because I don't feel like going all the way back that deep. Let's just let's just say Will Smith and Janet Hubert. A.K.A. Dark Skid, um, um, 
dark skin Aunt Viv got beef and have beef for have had beef for thirty years. Uh, Will Smith did his own Red Table Talk. I suggest they go check that out. Also, I just listened. I was before the show came on. I was listening to Barack Obama on the Breakfast Club. I thought I'd never. I thought I'd never hear today. Charlemagne would ask Barack Obama a question, and Barack Obama would call Lenard McKelvey Charlemagne, and then answer him in response, and be like, "You know what, Charlemagne?" Mm-hmm. And then give a response in his uh, uh, Barack Obama responses. Um, that was incredible. That was incredible to hear this morning. And then there was Angela Yee. Mm-hmm. <sighs> what are you gonna do to a woman like that? Golly, man. What'd she do to you? <laughs> what did Angela Yee do to me? Nothing. That's what that's the problem. That's the point. <laughs> <laughs> she has not moved Nothing. You. She has not moved me once. <laughs> oh my god. So anyway, there's a long beef between Will Smith and, and, and Janet Hubert, and it goes back to, and we see on the Red Table Talk with Will Smith, we see at the, at, the, at, the, at the reunion special of The Fresh Prince, that it's all pretty much hankered on Will Smith's immaturity, yeah. right? Janet Hubert seemed like she was going through some shit yeah. uh, in her private life, and Will Smith seemed like he was being a 21-year-old dickhead. And as a former 21-year-old dickhead, I felt that. Okay. Right? Um, But not, not even close, not even close to the scale of Will Smith to Janet Hubert. Yeah. That is, to me, I'm watching, and this is why I just got to tell you my truth, y'all. I love Will Smith. Will Smith is one of my favorite black men on the planet. If I could, I would give Will Smith the Paul Roberson Negro of the Century Award. I would. Great black man. Great black man. Uh, intelligent, emotionally, emotionally intelligent. Like when you watch the Red Table Talk conversation or even uh, the way he handled his one-on-one conversation with Janet Hubert, master, master class in emotional, uh, uh, what's it called, collection or like, I don't know. He just seemed very control. He just seemed emotional control. He just seemed very in control of how he wanted to feel and how he wanted to listen to Janet Hubert. I don't know if I would have the same maturity to do that, but that's why Will Smith is a 50-year-old emotional, intellectual genius. Uh, and I'm on, you know, I'm, I'm 31 and still trying to work it out. It's a difference. It's paces. It's time. What's up, Herte? Um, anyway, but... While I'm watching this and I'm and I'm seeing all this this conversation about healing from Will Smith and I'm seeing all this conversation about like uh, you know how he remains emotionally in control and his traumatic past that led to his being an asshole when he was 21 years old. There's only one thought that kept like I just couldn't get out of my mind. You got to pay their late. You got to break some bread, bro. I could not, I could not get that out of my head. Cause when we were watching, when we were watching the um the reunion special, and I was remembering how they were posturing Janet Hubert to be basically the next Felicia Rashad. Mm-hmm. Right? To be basically the dark skinned Felicia Rashad, and that this show was gonna be the next Cosby show, that she was gonna be in part the successful second. Um and then you see after 
all the shit that Will Smith did and all the things that he did to drag her publicly, it led to her not having a career. And so while I'm glad that, you know, you can stand up to your to your past mistakes and apologize and self-actualize, and I wish, I, I'm hoping to do the same as I grow and mature and look on the mistakes that I made in my past, but you Will Smith, though. Right. Like, you are probably going to die a billion-dollar man. I don't know. I don't know if my sorries and uh, my sorries and I understand what I did was wrong is enough. I mean, maybe you did. Maybe. Maybe. But if he's half the man that you say he is, then I feel like he did behind the scenes. If he's half the man, I think he is. He did do that yeah. behind the scenes. Right. Man, I would I what would break my what will absolutely break my heart is in two, three, four, five years I see a lawsuit. From her. From her. And my thought is and they're gonna drag her again. And my thought is if I'm Will Smith, there's no way, there's no way. No way I can look into the situation and not financially feel responsible. Couldn't do it. I feel bad. I feel bad for underpaying artists from shows I did three years ago. And I still don't got the money to overpay them or pay them at their budget right now. Mm. I couldn't do it. Ooh! I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Don't, don't let, ooh, don't let Janet sue you. Don't let it come to that. Let's go. This is what you need to do, Will, because this is a solution-based podcast. And KC didn't do it already. I'm going to tag him in this post. He liked to, uh, like to share motherfucking social media content. I'm going to tag him in this post. Here's what you need to do, Will. Uh, the show was on for six seasons. She got the boot after the third, basically. Yeah. What you need to do is honor the last three seasons at the contract price that she was negotiating at the time, plus interest. Mm-hmm. And you need to give her concurring roles in something that you are currently producing right now. And, we'll, and I know everybody's going to be thinking, oh, you know, she got the part because Will Smith produced it. So what? We know. Now what? Let's, let's, get, to, let's get on to the show. Um, uh, we got some comments. Uh, Safia says, uh, in some way, shape, or form, I hope he is uh, working on, ways to fix, on some way to fix it. Candace says she uh, called it exactly what it was, calling a black woman difficult to work with in Hollywood. It's a kiss of death. And that's exactly what he did. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. When she said, pardon me, when she said that her father and her family said that Will Smith ruined their family name. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. How could you then look this? I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not look myself in the face. I couldn't spend another dime, another dollar. I couldn't sit on another red couch without thinking. I ruined these people's lives. I ruined these people's lives. And there's, of course, there is no price. There's no price that you can put on somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Right? And of course, it's not about the money. It's never about the money. Because I am actually more excited about the healing that happened between the two of them. I was crying. I'm not going to lie. I had a little, I had a little, um, had a little, had a little <laughs> tear when I was watching the show. A few. Um, there's no price that you can put to that. But you can show motherfucking try. Mm-hmm. You can try, my nigga. We put a price to milk. 
<laughs> so you can put a you can put a price to anything. I don't see I don't see how this retribution and maybe he did it and maybe they did it in private, um, uh, and if and you know maybe they did it in private. I would somehow leak it. You know what I mean? The same way that you leak other shit to the press, I would somehow leak it somehow that some financial situation, some financial settlement did happen proactively. Uh, I don't know why you just don't say it. I mean, maybe I, I see why you don't say it because then it seems like, you know, this is what I did. Now I'm trying to pay her off. I see why you don't say it, but, you know, you can still, I feel like there's a way you can say it. That's my advice to you, Will Smith. You're soon to be billion dollar man. That's what we need you to do. Maybe. Break the bread, baby. Maybe he's not the one that needs to say it, but Janet Hubert needs to say it. That. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, we. You know, Will and I, we talked, we spoke, we healed, and he also broke off a little bread. Not gonna front. And he made things he right. Made things right. He made it right. He could. Yeah. There's no price that you can put to a. Yeah, man. Let's go but ahead. Did, let's yeah. go ahead and get the joint press conference going. Uh, I mean, not even a conference, just a statement. We get Will Smith and them beautiful people there to. Uh, and and the beautiful media team over at Overbrook to put to, to fact track the situation. If I can get, if the if if I can get six hundred TikToks, good lord, I've seen more fresh Prince of Bel Air reunion TikToks. Oh, if I can get six hundred TikToks, then you you can get me uh, uh you can get me a subverted statement saying that Will Smith paid this lady. You can make it happen. Uh, tilt the camera for me. I don't fuck me all the way up. You see me? That's why I don't get to. That's why I shouldn't touch nothing. I'm back over there. Oh, that was my hand. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you got any burning questions for the roach? Uh, oh, don't just sit there and look at me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh you know, you know what? What? Uh, what Oh, yeah, I am actually really, I'm actually really excited about tomorrow. To see your mom? Just about, Thanksgiving is my favorite holiday. And it's not even close, I don't think. Why? I like Thanksgiving more than, more than my birthday. Why is that? Or not why do you like it more than your birthday, but why is it your favorite holiday? Well, I guess, why do you like it? Well, I don't know. I'm just when saying. I was a kid, okay. My mom, when everybody, when people think of their family, we, who's your family? First people that come to mind. My parents and my brother and my grandparents. Yeah. Like that, that's who you. That's like was that like your household? Yeah. Your household was. Oh, like my my household. My yeah. Mom, who's your my yeah? Brother, my grandma. That's like it's like four people in total. Yeah. Right. Other people talk about their households. Just like two, three. You got brothers and sisters, five, six. You got a dog, seven people in the household, or whatever. Yeah. My household is me and my mom. And that's, I mean, that's true for some of the, some of the other black boys out here with, with single black moms. It's just me and my mom. Yeah. So, like, when I was a kid, Thanksgiving meant that her and I went somewhere, that we went somewhere. We went to somebody else's house, with my uncle's house, and it was a big family situation. Yeah. Now that I'm grown, and we don't even live close to each other, like, that reunion, mm -hmm. that family reunion, it's great. Nice. I feel, I imagine it's the same thing you feel, but, like, concentrated down to two people. Well, now three. Up top. <laughs> Up top. She asked for you to come before she asked for me. Damn. Is Imani coming? What you mean? She did not. <laughs> How's she going to get there? She didn't say y'all. Damn. She didn't My say bad. Is the lady in the house coming? Dang. 
Second time I just dropped your name. Shit. That's not, <laughs> like the fifth. That's the fifth? <laughs> Something Damn. like that. I'm not very good at keeping the secret. <laughs> no, like, that was one time you were like, I'm not going to say this person's gender. And then you said he. <laughs> and I was like, fuck it. I'll just say it too then. <laughs> That's what you get for smoking. That's what you get for smoking on a morning show. <laughs> oh, Lord. I just looked down at the camera in my head. My mother going to kill me. Oh, Lord. What? It ain't that bad. You can still see my roots. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just, I, oh yeah, I just love, I absolutely love Thanksgiving. Um, um, Before the Rona, I mean, it's not going to be a big family. It's just really going to be the three of us. Before the Rona, we would get together with other little pockets of our family who are all spread out against the, against the, across the nation. And it's great. What we got? Oh, yeah, and y'all missed it, man. If you just joined on, we was definitely talking to my mama early. We was talking to my mama. My mama was uh, giving some giving some dope knowledge about the about the, the pop situation. Um, so, yeah, y'all, it just, you know. Uh, I do enjoy Thanksgiving, though, yeah. I've had varying degrees of Thanksgivings throughout the years. Like, I've had big ones, I've had small ones. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> low-key, everyone is different. Me, yeah, mm. everything's giving it different. <laughs> it's gonna be a fun time, y'all. Enjoy y'all tomorrow. Um, whether you want to call it Thanksgiving or not, you want to call it a holiday, you want to call it to get together, you want to call it the day to watch football on Thursday, whatever you want to call it. Damn. I mean, take a take a day, celebrate life, rest. I think I saw Natalie. You said something. I was actually going to talk about it. Um, you said something about being just so encompassed with death. It feels like mm-hmm. it feel. I mean, although death is so much part of life, it just feels like these last just eleven years. months has yeah. just been death. Death. I don't even think I'm really over Kobe yet. And that was the beginning at the beginning of the year. And it just seems like it's just been more death and more death and the more closer we get to celebrating life more death consumes us so take tomorrow to celebrate to celebrate life and, and communion uh, I know they said that I, I, they said Americans shouldn't be having these Thanksgiving meals I knew that wasn't gonna happen that we would yeah I knew it was gonna I knew niggas man flights have gone crazy I knew it was gonna happen damn and you know what I don't think I don't the only people who think I, who are actually mad or the people who got attracted shit because I think the people who are actually flying them like fuck it Fuck it. Fuck it. If we going out into the cold, wintry death of Corona, I'm gonna see my mama first. Cause what if niggas is dumb? All right, y'all. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for y'all watching it and listening to Wake and Bake with Bimo. It's crazy how much we've grown since since April. That's when we first started doing the show back in April. We're starting to take it a little more serious. So tell a friend to tell a friend. These um, Somebody told me that more people died during a leap year. Well, yes, yeah, it's, it's an extra day. Right? No. <laughs> you, right? <laughs> it's, yeah, wait, did I... Did I is that too simple? Is that not the explanation? I, I, maybe. I mean, if I there's know. another 24 hours, if, if 20,000 people die a day and you get an extra day, 
then I'm guessing in a year that you got an extra day, if 20,000 people, extra people died. I guess. I did see a stat, like, yesterday or two days ago that 300 people have died in L.A. so far. What? This year. In L.A.? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, I mean, been killed, excuse me, not died. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you are fantastic. <laughs> you are fantastic. I cannot wait to sit down and eat it. You know what's going to be fun? I missed it the other day. I missed the comments. I like listening to you talking to your mama. It was going to be fun watching. It was fun watching y'all interact. We were moving into the house. Now it's going to be fun to watch y'all interact at the, at the Thanksgiving table. <laughs> y'all so much alike. Y'all both goofy. My goodness. Lord. Oh, my God. I just remembered. What's up? Her chandelier is so low. <laughs> Did you hit your head? The thing is hard as fuck. It's oh like steel God. or iron or some shit. All right, y'all. Uh, we will see y'all probably on Tuesday, to be honest with you. Probably on Tuesday. We're going to get on the road. Um, and make sure y'all be safe, eat well. We got some products, too. Oh, we do got some products. We got some products. <laughs> make sure. I'm sorry. My bad. Make sure y'all going over to... Nami Organica on Instagram right now. We have, what's this right here? You but, know what that is. You use it. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the growth. Oh, these labels look so good. Man, we got, and it's a Black Friday sale? Yeah. We might have to go live on Thursday. We might have to figure it out. Okay, we're doing different sales every day. Different sales every day this weekend. Yeah. Nami Organica. Make sure you follow it on Instagram. From tomorrow we got to growth Monday. hair oil. What else you got? Yeah, that one, some, and I have a little size. You got the little size, and you got the, the you butter. got the the more than shea butter, <laughs> <laughs> not the body butter. Geronimo, what up, man? Uh, make sure I go over to Nami Organica. We should have put the. Um, Honey's girl says she's about to buy some at the end of the week. Bet, bet. We got some sales going on. We do not support shrinking women in this household, so make sure we go get this this product, Nami Organica, N A M I. Uh, we appreciate y'all. Man, y'all just joining on. We about to end the show. <laughs> so y'all got to join us every Tuesday through Thursday, 8 a.m. sharp. Spark you with both blunt or even the cart. <laughs> Willie, we be more, yeah. <laughs> 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 Good morning, y'all. Good morning. <laughs>